uh, remix drop. What up, what up, Medicine Remix, it's your boy A Truck Gordon, UFC Ultimate Fighter Tim. Yeah, let me tell you something, your station is bananas, fine to, to try to be like you, man. Keep doing what you do, I love it, much love. It's good, Medicine Remix. <laughs> a great station because you guys just cover the full gamut of the human persona, the human plight. You guys send out prescriptions of life. What I love about you guys, though, Medicine Remix, is the fact that you guys will take a hip-hop quote, put it into a prescription formula because people need to know how to live. Artwork in the form of rap, hip-hop, sort of like now we're fighting. And I'm telling you, these could be your side effects. If you don't check yourself, it's true. You will recognize <laughs> Recently, over the past few days, gotten very into Medicine Remix. Very quickly rising to... Kind of late to the game there. I know. I, I don't know what it was, but I'm super into it. It's one of those things that as soon as I put it on, I can't not listen to the whole thing. Yeah. So, big fan. Huge fan of Medicine Remix. I think what you're doing over there is fantastic. Oh, thank you. I just love the whole thing. Between the hip-hop, which you know I'm a fan of, but the fact that it's mixed with motivation, with comedy, with medicine, and the whole thing just feels like art. You guys are doing amazingly, and you do some of the best stuff out there. No, you know what? The best stuff out there, frankly. There's no one else really doing what you guys are doing in general on the internet. That's the remix, fam. Remix. Next big thing, get on it now. Appreciate that, brother. Hey guys, I just wanted to let you know I'm hanging out with someone from Apple and they said that they listened to your station and loved it. Just wanted to give you that feedback. I must say, I am quite fond of your station medicine remix. Darling listeners out there would be wise to tune in. Take that information, make the most of today. Thank you for listening. You're listening to Medicine Remix. Bye. Support for today's Medicine Remix show is brought to you by Budafed a non-drowsy 24-hour extended-release tablet to free your attachments and decongest your expectations all day long. Budafed, decongest your soul. Now, back to mindfully mixing medicine on Medicine Remix. I made a trip from upstate New York to New York City and there was two monks like from Tibet who were needing a ride because they were trying to get to uh, to Penn Station because they were going to take a, a bus from there. Long story. Anyway, so I said, yeah, man, I could give you guys a ride. They were friends of a mutual friend of mine. As long as you're taking the eightfold path to yeah, get here. <laughs> yeah, well, so I'm super excited, right? I'm thinking, well, that's awesome. A ride with a couple monks. So monks get in the car and now here we are. There's me and two monks and a bunch of luggage and we're just talking and every question that you ever wanted to ask a monk, I still just start asking. Like the stupid, like, have you ever seen a monk fly? Like, could you fly? Really? <laughs> and, uh, you know, and of course I, they can't fly, but, uh, you know, I'm just, you know, breaking the ice with them. So finally, um, you, have you seen the picture of the monk on fire? Yeah. Okay. So there's a picture, if you look it up, just type in monk on fire. And it's an old picture from, I don't know, the 70s, I guess. Mm -hmm. Of a monk who had another monk pour gasoline on him and lit him on fire. And it was in protest. Nonviolent. I guess, can you say nonviolent if you're burning yourself? Uh, maybe? I guess if you're uh, not doing it to other people. Yeah, we're not running around throwing gas on Technically. other people. Technically. Yeah, well, so, but the amazing thing about it is that he does it sitting, you know, in the lotus position and 
isn't screaming. So my question was, was he drugged up? Because I had always heard that these guys got really high on opiate, uh -huh. on opium, excuse me, and then did it. You can actually watch a video of the monk on fire. Like you can go on YouTube and type it up. Uh -huh. They don't show how the monk got there. So I don't know if he's like walking or people are carrying him. But anyway, he's not screaming lights himself or his buddy lights him on fire and he burns. Um, and the act of doing that is called self-emolation. I-M-M-O-L-A-T-I-O-N. Mm -hmm. um, you know monks are doing that now? Like, really? like today? In protest? Yeah, Tibet is still protesting okay. and guys are still lighting themselves on fire. Anyway, so I'm talking to these monks about that. and What did they say about that? You know, they talked about it and they talked about how it's an awful thing, but that they're doing it as self-sacrifice. And they're, they're basically talking about how they're doing it and they're doing it out of a way to try to bring attention like how can we bring attention without hurting anybody versus flying a plane right I into, was just about the, you know, yeah. into buildings and killing in the name of religion yeah, in the name of beliefs religion. and to bring attention to what you yeah. think needs attention because you're killing yourself but you're also killing everybody around you right, right. so I mean that's a completely different thing right so when he said it that way I thought what a powerful thing man because I mean think about that you're burning next to drowning you couldn't really see somebody drown if they try there wouldn't be a visual to appreciate right. that if guys are just tying rocks to their legs and jumping into the ocean you'd be like yeah that's awful but visually as visual people you know for some reason that doesn't and we've all been burned so we all know what burns feel like yeah so there's kind of it's not a nice thing no you see people in the hospital after severe burns yeah it's awful dude it's an awful, it's awful thing and a lot of these guys aren't all dying people are coming and putting them out so they have these nasty Oof. third degree burns all over their body anyway so i'm talking to them about that and basically just learning about tibet man and learning about here's the best thing the best moment with the monk one of the monks is we stopped to get gas and these are monks right so i'm thinking these are like spiritual like giants right? yeah so i'm putting gas and he says i'm gonna go into the gas station and i said okay cool he goes in i'm pumping gas comes back and uh he's just like i hope he's not gonna ask no. me to pour gas no. <laughs> <laughs> i know how this story ends no. oh that would have been awful i would have done it <laughs> if you want me to pump unleaded 89 on him I, I, hey man, all in the name of Tibet. Oh my um, god. And we sit down and he turns to me and he offers me a Slim Jim. <laughs> and in my head, man, I'm thinking like something about this is so wrong. You man. didn't know that Slim Jim was the key to enlightenment? <laughs> no. What's wrong the, with you? I knew it was the key to irritable bowel syndrome, but I didn't know it would bring me closer to God. But here's what it did for me. It really helped me understand that, you know, when people think of meditation and when people think of spiritual enlightenment nothing happens to you visually right you don't fucking have a glow around you right you don't now float right when you become enlightened it's mental right and this idea of because of the robes they wear and all of a sudden that they're something special they're people man and talking to these bona fide monks real monks and i mean a fucking slim jim in a rented volvo yeah right and i'm looking at this guy and i'm thinking fucking isn't this life awesome yeah like what an amazing thing man to be sitting here with a guy who lived in the fucking himalayan mountains and i'm having a slim gym with him Doesn't in get New York City and I'm thinking dude this is fucking awesome like, that's wild and basically the last thing they said to me I said I can't let you out of the car unless you give me the meaning of life and he starts laughing right <laughs> and he looked at me and he said be flexible just be flexible that's beautiful be flexible people be flexible god damn it and on that we're gonna flex on you and we're gonna leave cause it's game time thanks for listening and be flexible. Be flexible. Peace. Thank you for calling the Medicine Remix hotline. Please leave. Message! At the sound of the beep.
Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for this segment with the monk and uh, the flexibility because, man, uh, I'm personally a lot into self-mastery and I consider spirituality to be something uh, that should get a lot of attention in order to become one's greatest self. And I'm very disciplined and focused on that. So I'm basically doing nothing hedonistic or anything that way. And um, <laughs> the story was very, very, very funny for me because my mom also always tells me that I have to be more flexible because I take my schedule quite seriously. And um, that's that was very, very funny. And I don't know, how do you think about like the paradox, so to say, between flexibility and being accountable to what you plan or planning in general, because obviously planning has a lot of benefits. Thanks for that uh, call in and the kind words. Leo, I think uh, was your name. That uh, monk story is one of my all time debunked favorites, by the way. You know, we had that conversation like five years ago, but it's timeless in my opinion. Still makes me laugh and think every time that I hear it. So yeah thanks for listening i'm glad you enjoyed it um and uh you know leo you bring up a great question about how to reconcile being flexible with planning and living by a schedule something i think most or all of us can relate to you know this idea of caring more or better and caring less at the same time it's tough as shit but it's possible is the short and obvious answer but i think the practice of cultivating an ability to be a flexible planner if you will is taking the world as it is instead of how you wish it was you know what i mean like it's like that bruce lee iconic advice of striving to be like water you know be water my friend water doesn't overreact or underreact it just is It's so flexible that it just assumes the shape of whatever it's poured into. So I think the punchline here is that it's good to learn from your past mistakes and plan for the future, but you have to maintain the perspective that all that really matters is right now, you know, because you can do all the right things, eat right, meditate, exercise, because you're planning to live a long, healthy life, and then you get hit by a drunk truck driver and die, and it's all over. You know, by expecting shit to happen or not happen, we're kind of kidding ourselves of the reality that is life, that it's unpredictable. It's fucked up, but it's the truth. You know, all that matters is right fucking now. Nothing else really matters other than right now, right? So again, I think planning and planning to live a long, healthy life is important, but the problem comes from our expectations that because we do all the right things and plan for the future, that good shit should happen to us and that it should all play out accordingly, you know? I think the way to tweak that maybe, um, you know, that reality is to, is, is to hack our perspective that now is all that we need to worry about, you know? That, that's how you stay flexible, by cultivating that perspective of the now, and then you can truly experience the world as it is then, and, and you can plan without expecting that it will all work out. It's simple, but not easy. You know what I mean? Like if, if we could somehow approach our lives like we were watching the ultimate IMAX movie, you know, the inner IMAX movie of our own life that plays only in 4D, you know, so you can really experience all the plot twists and the psychological thriller that is each of our lives. 
I don't know about you, but some of the best movies I've seen were the ones that I didn't expect much from. You know, the pleasant surprises, the ones that weren't ruined by someone telling you what was going to happen because knowing what's going to happen takes the element of surprise and suspense away. You know, the problem with the movie of our lives is we treat death like the ending of the movie instead of the movie just being over. You know what I mean? We, we all know going into any movie that it's going to end. And if we spent all our time thinking about how much time was left before the movie was over, you missed the whole movie. You know, the, the only difference between a real movie and the movie of our lives, I think, is that we know exactly how long a, a real movie lasts and we don't know how long the movie of our life is going to last, though. So we might as well assume all the hype is true, that life is short, and just enjoy the fucking show by taking it in a frame at a time until it's over. You know, it's going to be however long it's going to be. So. Be the hero of your own movie by planning in order to achieve your dreams and make this a movie that you're proud of when it's all said and done. But at the same time, respect the ultimate reality that death is guaranteed but unpredictable. Therefore, all we really have is the moment we're in right now and now and now. So I hope that answered your question, Leo. Those are my four cents. Thanks for the call in and keep them coming. Remix fam. We, we really love these call ins and we love you. Live the shit out of that amazing life of yours. This is Medicine Remix, only on Anchor. Thank you for calling the Medicine Remix hotline. Please leave. Message! At the sound of the beep. Thank you. Hey, Rich, it's Patrick, and I want to thank you for your segment on the 4D movie of our lives, and that's exactly how I'm living. I'm a recovering alcoholic. I have almost two and a half years sober, and I live every day in the now. Um, I can't get back my time as an addict. I can't get back yesterday. I can't get back this morning. I can't get two hours ahead from now. All I have is right now talking to Rich, and I practice mindfulness every day. I practice living in the moment, living for the now, going with the flow and being water. So when you were mentioning Bruce Lee, I'm like, yeah, that's how I'm living. It's not always easy. It's something that you have to practice and work on. But just like anything, once you keep practicing, it gets easier. So thank you for your segment. Thank you for your station. And uh, I look forward to hearing from you guys more, as always. Thanks, guys. Please do your part. The podcast, share them if you like them. If they're good, spread the word. We've been getting incredible feedback, man. And to those of you who have written in, thanks. Those who haven't, man, feel free to do it. I know for me, man, it's it's been pretty incredible. Some of the feedback we've gotten has been, I mean, to be real honest, like life changing, like really. Yeah, impactful. I mean, you know, even if uh, one person's listening and benefiting from this, that's yeah, enough motivation for me to keep doing it. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, keep up the good work. Thanks for listening. Thanks for spreading the word. And we got a lot of things coming up, man. Any words of wisdom? Stay hungry. Stay hungry. I agree. Uh, but eat healthy. <laughs> but eat healthy. Medicine remixed. <laughs>